Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you right now, Lord, for everything that you're doing in this place. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you and we love you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. In the book of Acts, chapter 12, and verse number 5, the scripture says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Amen. You may be seated for just a moment. Here is Peter sitting in between these men. He is in handcuffs, chained up. And an angel appears unto him and leads him out of the prison. And leads him out of the prison and he goes his way. And he came into a house where they were praying. He began to knock on the door and the lady came and she was so excited to hear his voice. She went back and said, Peter is knocking at the door. And they said, oh, it's impossible. He can't be knocking at the door. And they went back and again as he continued to knock, they went back and then when the scripture said when they saw him that they were astonished when they saw him because of the circumstance that he was in it did not look like that was going to be the outcome at that time but when they continued to pray and continue to seek the face of God you have to understand that God knows what's best and he knows how to arrange things the way that they need to be and in this situation, there looked like there was no hope. But when they prayed by faith, God answered with that prayer. And here he stood before them again. And then they were astonished at what took place. There are a time in your life when you will pray and you're going to be astonished. There's going to be some things that happen in your life. They're going to be unbelievable. You're not going to be able to wrap your mind around the blessings and the good things here that God has got in store for you if you'll put your faith in him and put Put your trust in him and say, Lord, I'm going to continue to pray. I'm not going to stop because of the way the circumstance looks right now. I'm going to keep praying here. I'm going to keep seeking your face here. I'm going to keep putting my faith in you because you have got the answer here. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The scripture says when we are born into this world, that we are born into sin and that we are shapen in iniquity. And the scripture said that all of us have sinned and we all come short of his glory. Each and every one of us are in that category from the minute that we take a breath into this world. All of us have that sin in our life. As that's what the scripture shows us since Adam and Eve, that's the way that it has been. And we have to understand that the scripture says that he is coming back for a church that is without spot and without wrinkle, meaning that without sin. There is to be no sin or no trace of sin to be in your heart. And if there is that sin there, you will not be able to enter into the kingdom of God. And the scripture shows us that by us wanting to enter into his kingdom, that there are things that we must do if we want to go to heaven. And the scripture shows us how we get this sin removed from our life. The Bible says that with the sh without the shedding of blood that there is no remission of sin. But the scripture shows us and we understand tonight that Jesus came and died on a cross for our sins. He shed his blood that we might have life and that life 
more abundantly here tonight. Amen. And amen, you may be seated. And so we understand through reading the scripture in the book of John chapter 3 that Nicodemus went to Jesus and asked him what he must do if he wants to go to heaven. And, and Jesus replied to Nicodemus that you must be born of the water and of the Spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. And it shows us there very plainly that without being born again, that we will not have access or availability, if you will, of entering into heaven. Because without being baptized in Jesus' name, we have no remission of our sins. But when we are baptized in Jesus' name, the scripture says, we come out of that water a brand new creature. He remembers no more anything that we have done. He buries our past in that water, and he gives us a new beginning. Beginning. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Jesus. And then it shows us to be born of the Spirit. And when we are born of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, it says once we're baptized in Jesus' name, that is a promise that He is going to fill us with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I am excited about that promise. I'm excited about God's salvation plan and that He has given us an opportunity right now that we are able to call and humble ourselves Amen. Apply this message to our life. Amen. You may be seated. And so when we repent of our sins and we are baptized in water for the remission of all those sins and we receive the free gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, God is showing us a new beginning. He's showing us the right way to do things. And before we have this experience, we are not doing it the right way. It's just the way we've been doing it the natural way. We've been doing it the way that we've always known and the way that we have been used to, okay? And that's how the situation here with Peter was. The situation here, the way that it was supposed to go is that Peter was supposed to die next. First it was James and then it was going to be Peter. But see, there is another plan that God's got in order in your life. The devil wants to see you stay in the same situation. He wants to see you wrapped up and bound up and not able to worship and not able to call upon his name. But there is a promise that God has ordained for us at this hour and this time that we can have remission of all of our sins. That those chains and those shackles and all that bondage that this world wraps up in. Amen. He's going to release these things. He's, these things are going to drop off of you when you come out of that water. Amen. The scripture says that Peter just stood up and they fell off of him. And he continued to walk by faith here. As he was being led, he just kept walking. And, and after the first war, and after the second war, and they came to the iron gate, they kept on trucking here because God's got a purpose here. Amen. The devil wants you to stay in that seat. He wants you to stay consumed with the things that are around you. He wants you to stay consumed with religion and the idea of what religion brings to you. But see, religion is not salvation. Religion does not bring you freedom. It does not bring you true Holy Ghost moving in your life. There is no change that takes place when you accept something. But when there's a true change that takes place when you're baptized in Jesus' name and you bury that old nature, you bury that old lifestyle, you bury that old way of thinking here. 
Amen. And he brings you up a brand new creature. He makes you excited about worship. He makes you excited about praising his name. He makes you excited about what's in store and what's around the next corner. No more are you in doubt. No more are you worried. No more are you downheaded because you see a promise that's coming. You see new opportunity here on this new horizon. Amen. When Peter walked out there, I know there was a smile on his face because here he is sitting and bound up. Here he had no way of going out of this way, but God here all the while is working everything out and he's just staying. The church is still praying here. The church is still moving on here. <laughs> I'm thankful for a church that doesn't change. I'm thankful for a, a message that does not move, that's still here, that's still going strong, that's not getting down here, but we're just getting started. It's just getting fired up here. Amen and amen. You be fired up about what God's doing. You understand that you just keep walking by faith. You just keep applying this message to your life and understand that he's called you into a good thing. He's not called, that he's called you out of a bad thing. He's not going to put you in a bad thing. He's called you out of the darkness to put you in this marvelous light. <laughs> amen. I'm applying this message to my life. I want to go to heaven. I want to be ready to stand in his presence. So I've been baptized in Jesus' name. And every day I'm saying, Lord, re-baptize me again. I, I am not right. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your direction here. And fill me with your Holy Ghost. Renewing me that right spirit. And creating me that clean heart again. Oh, Lord, please here. <laughs> keep me happy. Keep me focused. Keep me excited. Keep me looking at all the good things that you're doing. Keep me looking at the optimistic here. It doesn't matter what I look like right now. I could be bound up, but God has got something in store. God's got something working out here. Amen. You don't settle for the picture that the devil paints. You just settle for what the Word of God says. And the word of God says that we're going to be more than just conquerors. The word of God said he's going to give you victory. He's going to give you strength. He's going to bring you out of your situation here. Amen. You know, if it's your time, it's your time. And, and Peter, he would have went and he would have been happy. But it was not his time because God knew what was going on. Amen. And in your situation, you have to have faith in God and understand God. <laughs> he ended the writer, what did Paul say? In whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be happy with what God's doing. So it doesn't matter if you're on the mountaintop and it doesn't matter if you're in the valley low. Just understand God's got your back here and good things are on the way. Amen. I'm thanking him tonight. I'm praising him tonight. I'm applying his message. I'm worshiping him. I'm giving him everything that I have. I'm saying thank you, Lord, for your truth. Thank you, Lord, for your understanding of Scripture here that I am having opportunity to make my way to heaven. Let's continue to praise him right now for all that he's doing in this place. What does it mean to be saved? Isn't it more than just a prayer to pray? More than just a way heaven? What does it mean to be His? To be formed in His likeness Know that we have a purpose To be salt and light in the world, in the world To be salt and light in the world to be soft and light in the world, in the world. To be soft and light in the world. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the 
life we could show the world Show what it means to be his, to be born in his likeness. Show them they have a purpose to be salt and light, to be salt and light in the world, in the world, to be salt and light in the world, to be salt and light in the world, in the world, be and light in the world. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 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 Say so. Say so. I am redeemed. 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 Say I am redeemed. I am redeemed. It's good to know that we have truth. We had an incident today at work where this customer had 
did a, did a small thing. He wrecked into someone's vehicle, one of our employees' vehicle, one of my coworkers' vehicles. And he was about to leave, and one of the people saw it, and they said, you know, you might as well stay because we got cameras, and you, you know, they, it can be worse than what it is. You know, so just stay for the police, you know, to the police come so they can do the report. And he was very, he started to get very, like he didn't do nothing. And he began to say that he didn't hit the vehicle. And the guy said, I saw everything. And there was actually a few witnesses. And I showed up at the end of it. I saw the, the police come up and, and I saw the guy, he was very irate. He was yelling at everybody. He was saying bad words. He was, you, he was just mad. And uh, one of the other people started showing up. They came back because it was towards the end of our shift. And they said, oh, that's Pastor so-and-so. And I said, really? That's a man of God. And I said, that the, to me, seeing that, it got me very, you know, I'm very sad that, you know, he's right now probably preaching at some church, going off, showing a good show. It's good to know that when you come to the house of God, and people that are behind this pulpit are preaching you the truth. We, like it was said earlier, Brother Weekly said, we are, we are supposed to be light in this darkness. And it's good to know that with the truth, when you have the truth, you really have the truth. And, and there's a lot, there's more people out there like that. They claim they have the truth, but they, they, they pick stuff. They pick what they want. It's good to know that when we read our Bible, we read everything, and we, you, we believe everything. And I thank God that we believe everything. We don't, we don't say, oh, we're going we're gonna to do this, but that's for back then. When it says to be baptized in Jesus' name, to repent of your sins, to get baptized in his name, and the God, and Lord will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it, it really means it. It's in the Bible. You can't pass that. And I thank God for knowing the truth at a young age that I, I, when when stuff comes my way I don't get angry I don't begin to cuss I don't begin to let the flesh rise up because in the when you when you pray you pray every day to let that flesh you die to it you 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 just say no more and I thank God that when he when he touched me he washed everything and I pray that when you you come up to this altar that you give everything everything to God and you when you get baptized you leave it down there because it's no more your whole life begins again and when you're in this truth, there is nowhere, nowhere else to go but up. And I thank God for giving us the truth. And I pray that, that you follow through. When you come here, you're not here by mistake. You come to this altar, you give it all to God, and you tell the Lord, I don't want to be the same person that I was before I got in here. I want to be a new creature. And I thank the Lord for that. Everybody say, God bless the offering. In Jesus' name.
with our hands in the name of Jesus heavenward to worship you and to praise you and to love you give you thanks O Lord for thy great and multitude of thy mercies O Lord Jesus great name in Jesus great name everybody said praise the Lord well I want to minister for a little while on the oil of gladness you may be seated the Lord bless you It's been said, a coined phrase by a certain credit card company, to everywhere you go, take their card. Don't leave home without it. Well, I'd like you to know that uh, we're not going to leave without the oil of gladness. There will be no way to leave without the oil of gladness. Your Bible teaches in Matthew 25, it tells you about five wise and five foolish and the uh, main difference between them was that the foolish did not have the oil, whereas the wise did. Otherwise, things were pretty much the same, on equal terms and equal footing. The big major difference, once again, was that the wise took the oil in their vessels with their lamps. 
and the foolish took no oil. It is so important to understand that the Bible is teaching you both in what we call shadow and type as well as in a good sense of reality in the Scripture that oil is the Spirit of the Lord. It is the gift of the Holy Ghost in these New Testament times. And that all through, though, from the Old Testament up to the New, the oil was a type of the Spirit of the Lord. And it's going to, be, going to need to be understood in a heart that uh, without that oil, or in other words, without that Spirit of Jesus Christ, he said, you're, you're none of mine. And that's how he's going to claim you, if you please. As was stated tonight, that you're washed in the blood of the Lamb and that you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the thing I'd like for you to remember is that when it came down to the final analysis, and it always will, always going to come down to that, cowboy said, the last roundup. <laughs> it's going to come down to that last of the last of the last. And when it came down to that, the foolish came, and they had no oil. All they had was a whole lot of sadness. They came very sad, because, and they came very panicky, and they came uh, making haste. They came with great worry, and, and they were running to and fro, if you please. And they were crying out and asking to have some of the oil of the wise. Now, the Bible said there's oil in the dwelling of the wise. The wise were not lacking for oil. They were not lacking for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. God's got plenty of his Holy Spirit to give out in the form of the gift of the Holy Ghost to believing hearts. To people who believe, they repent. To people who believe, they get baptized in Jesus' name. People who are believing, they get filled with the Holy Ghost. They receive the oil of gladness into their vessel. And they now have the light. And the oil keeps that light burning and shining brightly unto the last day, unto the last moment, unto that first resurrection. Because it's an oil that you're not going to be sad about anything. You're going to be glad. You're not going to be running away saying, I don't have it and I'm missing it. No, sir. You're going to be running too. Like David ran to Goliath. He ran to the battle. He ran to the enemy because he had the name of Jesus. He had the oil. He had the spirit. There was nothing to shrink back about. There was nothing to be scared about. He had the oil that made him glad. And the Holy Ghost will make you glad. Amen. As was stated, that uh, the difference between people who have religion, that's what the foolish had. They had religion. They did not have the salvation that God offered that everybody can have. Every country, every race, every language, every nation, every kind of person from anywhere. They absolutely have the promise that God said, I love you and I don't want you to perish and I need you to start believing on what I've provided. I have provided you a sacrifice on that cross that was both crucified and then buried and then I raised him up and he rose again from the dead. The same spirit that left him on the cross, same spirit that raised him up on the third day. Same spirit, one spirit. Somebody said one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father who is above all, through all and in you all when you're baptized with the oil of gladness. This great gift of the Holy Ghost will make you glad to call his name. Make you glad to be baptized in 
in his name. Make you glad to be a Bible believer. Make you glad that you're not any longer of this world, but you're of the world to come. You've got a brand new set of papers, a new passport. You've got a new place to be looking forward to. Not this world, but the world to come. It was the foolish that were sad, not the wise. The wise were, were twinkle-toned all over the place. They were happy. They were walking on clouds and air. They were thrilled. What did it say? We're made to sit together in heavenly places. You don't get this ambience in this environment just anywhere. You don't get this truth just anywhere. You hear me? You don't get this oil of gladness just anywhere. You're not going to find it out in the Gulf where they're finding that other oil right now. And you're not going to find it at the apothecary or the perfumer. You're not going to find it in the manufacturing places of this world. This comes from heaven. And you can't receive anything except you get it from heaven. That's the only thing that counts. And the Bible called him that holy thing. Amen. The oil of gladness. You know, it's sad when people subject themselves to religion or when they're raised in religion. And, uh, but somewhere along the line, God's going to visit your heart. Somewhere along the line, he's going to offer you a way out of darkness. Somewhere along the line, his spirit is going to minister to your heart and your mind. And you don't have to have this gospel being hid to you. You can be among those that have the gospel, the good news, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ revealed unto your heart. You can have your understanding open that you might believe the truth of the scripture. And I'm going to tell you, ain't nobody going to find themselves at the judgment seat of all of Jesus Christ, but what they're going to stand, either saved or they're going to stand lost. They're either going to say, I heard it and I obeyed it and am I ever glad, or they're going to be very sad that they were foolish and didn't get the oil when they had the opportunity. The foolish put off. The foolish wanted to, to uh, make sin last longer. They wanted to lengthen their, their little pleasure season. And they tried to make it stretch it out. Only problem was that they, uh, as will always happen, they waited too long. People think they're in control. Well, I'm just going to wait. You know, what did it, uh, the... Uh, rich young ruler that came to Jesus and he said uh, he said good master what must I do to inherit eternal life you know and uh, I'll tell you what Jose you do me a favor and just stand right here face the congregation and uh, how old are you Jose okay turn around I know you won't tell him you're 11 you're almost there okay that's the way it always works right until you get over 21 and then they ask and you say 20 not, not quite 21 yet. Got another hour, you know, something like that. But uh, this rich young ruler comes to Jesus, and he said, uh, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, Well, he said, You know the commandments. Don't do this, don't do that, thus and so. And the and rich young ruler said, Oh, I've kept all of them from my youth right on up to now. He said, I've been doing that. And he said, Well, uh, he said, I'll tell you what then. He said, You're not far from the kingdom of God. And, and Jesus began to talk to him and tell him and, the, and told him what he needed to do, things that he held to him too dearly. And he, he let these things be the uh, epitome and the focal point and the epicenter of his life. This was everything to him. And Jesus said, well, you go get rid of that and then come follow me and then we'll, I'll know that you mean business. And I know that you're, you're selling out. You're getting everything out of your heart and you really want what I have to offer. And so the... Uh, 
He went away sorrowful. The rich young really just went away sorrowful, you know, went away sorrowful. You can go sit down, Jose. Thank you. Kind of look kind of sorry when you do it. Okay. He looked a little sorrowful, and he sat down, and, and that was the end of that. We don't, you know, that was it. But we read also in the Bible that a little bit later on, there came a, a rich individual. And there's no, there is an indication that this could be the same guy, and he just gotten a little older. And, and now he has um, come to years in life, and Jesus is uh, once again dealing with this individual and uh, trying to help this individual to obey the truth, trying to help him to get the oil of gladness. He went away sorrowful as a young man. He just went away sorrowful because he trusted in things that were not of the Spirit. He put his heart and his mind and his thinking all into that. He invested his, his life force into that. And he was just so sorry about it all, and it will definitely make you sorry. And so now we're a little older, and now we're, uh, you know, we've come to a place where we're faring sumptuously. We've got a little success. You know, we've got a little vehicle to drive. We've got a little uh, tie to put on or something, and we've got a little jingle in the pocket, and a little something in the bank, and we're feeling pretty good about everything here, and we've figured out a few things in, in life and in business and, and in and the way things are done in this world. And so... Uh, this individual is, is feeling pretty full of himself. And the Bible said that he, uh, he gets an opportunity again. And Jesus has somebody that represents the church, uh, one of the sons of God. And uh, to this man who is so filled with so many things in this life that filled his heart and filled his eyes, what did it say? The lust of the eyes and, and the pride of life. And he's full of that. And he sees, gets a good look at the church there, and he doesn't like what he sees. He don't like that guy going to church all that time. All that guy does, every, all he ever does is go to church. Oh, it's church, church, church. I told you about the $20 bill and the $1 bill, right? They were having a conversation. And the $1 bill was complaining, the $20 bill. He said, man, he said, you go to the finest restaurants, the finest hotels. You go to all them good places. You know, they use you to buy the fancy silk ties and all that stuff. He said, me, the $1 bill said, all I ever do is get to go to church, church, church well that's how the, the the ruler felt you know he had all the money he had all the bling and he looked at that guy and he said that guy just all he does is go to church man all he does is go to church man i ain't i don't want nothing to do with him i want to hear what he's got to say i'm gonna you know not even gonna let him speak to the hand let alone the ear i'm moving on here i'm fair and sumptuous i got to pick up my new purple suit today i ain't, I ain't going I'm nothing against purple i'm just telling you you know and uh, I got to go pick that up today. I got to get my shoes been shined. I got to go get all this stuff. I'm getting duded up. So, you know, I'm fair and sumptuous. I'm not lacking for nothing. And so, sure enough, uh, we read again that in this man's life, there came also a time when he kicked back in his fair and sumptuously. And he said, you know, I've, I've, I've even built me a warehouse. And, and, and you know what? I've outgrown my warehouse. I got so many suits, I got so many cars, I got so much of this, I got so much of that. He said, I'm gonna, I know what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to kick back. I've been thinking about it. You know, I got my head back down thinking about it. And I got, uh, I got I, I'll tell you what, I, I think I'm going to draw up some plans, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear down my barn so that I can build a bigger barn. I told the man at the bank uh, the other day, I said, you know, I said, I've got somebody I'd like you to try to help out and help them get a home. And uh, we talked a little bit, and I started leaving. I said, you know, um, when you get done about the business of making money at the bank, I said, I hope you'll get about the business of helping people. It's nice to be nice, isn't it? It is nice to help people. 
I'm glad I'm in the business where I have the oil of gladness. It makes me glad to help people to live for God. Makes me really happy to help people to get established and settled and full of the oil of gladness. This fella kicked back and he started making plans. He didn't think about, I could give some things away. I could invest in some people. I could do some things here. No, I'm going to tear it down. Build me a bigger one. Put more junk in there so it can rust. Put more junk in there so the thief can be tempted to come steal. I'm going to put more junk in there so the moths will have a good meal tonight. I'm going to put lots of stuff in there. And uh, that's where his heart was, right there. But you know, this fella, he grew up. He got a little older. And then he got a little older. And now he's, he's kicking back pretty good. He's probably at that really tough threshold called 40, you know. I don't know if I've seen that yet. He got to that 40 stage. See, the problem was I closed my eyes and went right through it. That's why I didn't see it. Anyway, that, 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 that place, you know. And, and he kicked back and he just thought, man, you know, this I'm going to do this. But the only problem is this night, he said, thy soul is required. He said, thou fool, thou fool, this night thy soul is required. You see, the devil will tell you like he told those foolish people, those, those foolish ones that never did get the Holy Ghost, kept putting it off. He'll just do that to you. He'll keep you procrastinating. He'll keep you pushing it off and pushing it off until it's pushed off and that you'll find that you never do get to it, you know, and that's how it happened with him. And that voice came through and said, this night, not tomorrow night, not a week from now, not next year when you're planning to finish your big new building that you're going to stuff everything into. He said, oh, no. He said, this night, thy soul is required of thee. All your messing around is going to end now. It's going to be over with. And so the Bible teaches that he died. The rich man died. And it never said nothing about like the church. Because the church said that the fellow that represented the church, he, he got visited by the angels. And the angels took him away. They carried him up, friend, and he was figuratively placed in the bosom of Abraham, a type of the father. Oh, my friend, it's an oil of gladness. There's nothing to be down in the dumps about when you get the opportunity to get the Holy Ghost. There's nothing for you to be sad sack about. There's nothing for you to feel like I'm missing out and I've got to push this a little bit further. I've been down there slopping with the hogs and I'm calling it pleasure. i got to keep on elongating my pleasure here. I want more of my fleshly pleasure. I want to feed myself with more junk and I want you to understand that that can come in a pop of a finger and end to all of that and no chance to say one word. No chance to say I'm sorry. No chance to repent. No chance to get that all of gladness at you. Nah, I don't want that. I'm too interested in my new suit. I'm too interested in the things I'm doing and the places I'm going and the people I'm hanging around and the people I'm pursuing. Oh, there's too many things here. You better get wise here. You better get in the camp of the wise and you better get that all of gladness. You better tell yourself God has given you a blessed opportunity. He has given you his grace. He's given you an unction and a channel that is open for you to be right under the spout where the oil of gladness is being poured out. You can have the gift of the Holy Ghost. How important 
is the Holy Ghost. If anybody could have slid by, it would have been Mary, the one that mothered the man Christ Jesus, but he filled her with the Holy Ghost. On the very first day of the church that he gave birth to, he filled his own fleshly mama with the Holy Ghost. How important is the Holy Ghost? Without it, you're none of his. And there's no reason to be none of his when you can be all his. He can be all yours. You can remain standing the foolish. They were called that by the Spirit through the Apostle and said, uh, you're drifting away. You're stepping away. In a time when you should be stepping to, you're stepping away. And that shows disrespect. You know, we tell the young ladies, you don't let that young man step to you until he's baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I say that he's recommended. Let me throw that one in there. Because, see, he may look good to you, and he may look pure rotten to me. You know? It may, not, it may be, what did Jesus say, uh, uh, dead men's bones, whited, polished. Woo, look at that sepulcher. Like a sepulcher could look good. It only houses dead people. You know, I don't see, you know, go down there and pay $20,000 for your, your, your uh, coffin if you want, but what a waste of money. Leave it to the church. Let them to dig a hole and throw you in there, honey, because you're gone. You're gone before you turn to dust. You hear me? And don't think I hadn't said that to my boss. I said, girl, dig a hole and throw me in it. I'm already gone when that takes place. I don't care where the bones go. I don't care where the flesh goes. I don't care if they drain my blood or they don't drain my blood. What I care is that I'm going to him. I want to make sure I'm going to him. I want to come back with him. If I go to him, I'm coming back with him. Amen. want those that whited sepulcher Woo, it's so polished it looks so good ain't he sharp he's smooth Woo. Man. and he just you know he's dabbed on some of that cheap perfume and cologne you know and you smell Woo, that smells good and I'm over here going man wow See, the problem is you're smelling the cologne and I'm smelling the spirit of him his spirit his human spirit and it's pure stank. I got to smell that oil of gladness. That's what I want to smell. I want to smell that oil of gladness. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. I want that oil of gladness. Man, I want to go to church and I want to be happy. You hear me? And when I go out of church, I want to be happy. And it's like I told one young lady, I said, you wake up in the morning, did you thank God? And she said, yeah. I said, what did you thank him for? She said, my hair. I said, that's right. You thank him for that. You thank him for that. And hear me, ladies, you better be thankful for what God puts in your life that he calls your glory. You better be thankful, young men, when God gives you strength, when God gives you a place in the church, when God says you're one of mine, you're one of my children. I claim you. You've got my name. Ah, you got washed in the blood and I took away all your sin. I carried off all of your dirt and I got rid of it where nobody can find it. I don't care how much the devil tries to get it. I'm putting it where he can't touch it. Say, prove that. Well, that's easy to prove. Just read your Bible. The devil showed up one day and gotten Michael the Archangel's grit, and he said, "Grill," and he said, uh, "He said, where where is Moses buried?" I said, "Devil, he gonna come around always trying to dig dig up trash and dirt and something something dead." And uh, well, Michael, he you know he had so much of 
the presence of the Lord working in him that he just said the Lord rebuke you that's it I'm not I'm not exchanging anything with you the Lord rebuked me he come around old Satan come around the Bible said he brought a railing accusation he was railing oh you Michael you you softy you you stayed up there with him and you didn't come down here with me and Michael's like you better believe it bro you got that right you left your first estate and I'm so glad I stayed in my place where God put me and so he said the Lord rebuke you <laughs> if you know what you got if you know you got that all the gladness you're not regretful you're respectful your attitude is I've been recompensed God has paid me if he never gives me another thing he has given me the gift of eternal life I not only got it here a blessing of a hundredfold but I'm fixing to get it there you talk about here and there I'm going to be blessed on both ends I got every reason to be glad and happy those folks that had their religion and their denomination and all of their man-made ideas, that's why they were called Sadducees, because they were sad, you see. Well, that's what religion will do for you. It'll just make you sad. It'll just put quarrelsomeness in your heart. It'll always leave you trying to figure out, like one woman said to me, owned a Bible bookstore. This is 30 years ago in this town. And she said, she said, well, I, I, I believe I'm saved. She said, let me try that again. I think I'm saved. And I'm like, honey, you ain't saved because <laughs> you don't have the salvation of God, but you can have it if you won't fight it, if you won't hold up the wrong shield, if you don't hold up the wrong defense here, which is your religion and all of the things that you've been taught and trusted in. If you'll set that down and take a good look at the church and see it in the right eyes, you don't just see a bunch of animal skins, but you get inside the flap of the animal skins and you start seeing everything in there is gold, honey. That's where the gold belongs. It don't belong here. It belongs inside. It belongs inside. You get the Holy Ghost. You get the oil of gladness. You get the oil that's going to keep the fire burning like it's supposed to burn. And it brings you the, the candlestick with the light and that light shines on the bread which is the word of God and it'll shine on the altar where you can pray and it'll take you now because of the cross of Calvary it will take you beyond the veil the second veil right into the holiest of holies where you have access be through the flesh of the man Christ Jesus because he died on the cross talk about the oil of gladness talk about that oil of gladness the Bible used the terminology shut up to the faith of God we were kept shut up to the faith of God but I want you to know when Jesus Christ died on that cross God sent that angel that angel that knew his place I have no idea in our time how many eons that that angel stood ready and waiting come on God let me go let me go it looked like some kid wanted to get the ball let me get in the game let me get in the game coach let me get in the game coach you know and, and just got out and, and out of breath but let me get in the game let me get in the game and that's how that angel was Boy, come on Lord come on Lord is it time yet is it time yet Lord come on Lord huh? what's the rollout say is it time yet Lord is it time yet Lord and boy when Jesus Christ that flesh died on that cross I want you to know the spirit of the Lord said go Woo! and that angel went down there with that big old sword and, and he cut that veil in twain and said now come on it's all out ain't no more shutting it up I'm sending you a river of oil of gladness I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh 
and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. Come on, let's lift our hearts with our hands. It's an oil of gladness. I want you to be happy. The Holy Ghost is designed to make you happy in the spirit. Amen. Don't worry about that flesh. We're going to kill that flesh. We're going to die daily to that flesh. And that's why we're not going to be sad. Because the flesh will make you sad. But the oil of gladness will make you glad. And that's why they were filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and they served the Lord with gladness. The oil of gladness. Let's lift our hearts with our hands and love Him. Come on down. It's that Holy Ghost and fire keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive.